Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode at Second Thoughts Podcast. Hello, everyone. I thought you were going to say it. I thought I was going to I Do we ever do I'm Pia? Starts with I'm Paula. Oh, you're right. Guys, we thought we were getting there, and we completely okay, shit the so bed. Okay, so should we do... I'm Paula and I'm Pia or does it I don't know. Matter? I just wanted to give you a chance to say Well, I thought it was okay, anyways. Is it all you're right. It's always redo. Redo redo. Okay, go. I'm Paula. I'm Pia. And, and this, this is Second Thoughts, Thoughts Podcast. Oh ah, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Paula. For next week, it's I'm Paula, I'm Pia, and this is Second Thoughts Pod. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're we'll get there, there guys we'll get there guys <laughs> um how's everyone doing you guys can't respond but maybe you guys are answering back to us give you guys a moment to let us know how you're feeling yeah what are your life updates um for us for me personally i have kind of been doing the same things every day um editing recording i've been having a lot of meetings actually and i've been actually You've had a lot of late meetings yeah i have also been on the hunt for a creative intern assistant type vibe you want a social media manager basically that'll so. be exciting yeah. today i was looking at tiktok social media managers like brand tiktok pages have you seen some different brands and how they interact on tiktok i recently just stumbled upon duolingo and their whole brand persona is that they're unhinged and they're just kind of ratchet what do you mean like there's a video of the duolingo mascot turk twerking and he's like threatening people when they you know what duolingo is right no oh <laughs> well i don't even know that we should have started there duolingo is an app that trains you to learn a new language uh okay and it's like a bird or an owl that reminds you every day take 10 minutes to do your quizzes to learn what words how how to pronounce things etc mm -hmm. and it's threatening people on tiktok if they ignore their notifications <laughs> <laughs> and then he they had like one tiktok where they said all brand managers i'm leading today's meeting comment below what you're bringing and all these brands start messaging it like mcdonald's says you want nuggets or and duolingo responded yeah but does your ice cream machine work <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's little shit like that, yeah. that to me that's what a social media manager should be mm -hmm. i mean obviously entertaining and just like catches the media's eye yeah. the audience yeah yeah i think that'll be really good for you mm -hmm. and also i hope that they're cool because obviously you'll have them around the house right yeah well i'm also looking for an office really yeah I'm wow life up this p and i are life giving life updates to each other i have no idea what's going on well this is her. just i've just been thinking about it of get just getting an office space at we work okay that's cute so it's not to have your packages and stuff or just no, so just you're not working office. here yeah that and if me and my assistant or intern or whatever we do like meetings it wouldn't be at the house why don't you just get a subscription yeah that is what we work is no i know but oh i don't know i i thought that you were gonna get like an office space like your own dedicated space there 
at WeWork? Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's like you can, if you need to have like an actual dedicated space space, you just like rent it out and pay a fee. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's cute. Mm. We can work there together. Yeah. I was thinking of just doing that because I think it's like, it's not that much for just a subscription. No. And I figured I'm always, I've been starting to like really like sit here and I'm just like fidgeting all the time because I'm just like looking at my computer a lot. I've just doing been doing a lot of work on my computer. You also don't have like a real setup. Yeah, I just really wanted to get a different environment. And if I have to pay a monthly subscription for it, I mean, the you WeWork also, space is cute. So. You could also do different coffee shops. Like La Colombe has a really nice space. They don't have Wi-Fi there. Oh, all right. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's exciting. I'm really proud of you. Yeah moving up in the world mm-hmm. well as i was saying i hope i like your intern or whatever they are gonna be because i'll have they're to see be, them yeah a part of they're me. our group i hope they're our friend you yeah. know i mm-hmm. hope we make more friends yeah because we have none <laughs> no as you guys know no guys we did make friends i feel like we made a lot of friends um a few weeks ago at that halloween party i don't know any of their names though yeah then i don't i was about to say who but it was it was nice to interact with people. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, do, would I consider them really my friends? Not really. Yeah, you're right. But it was just <laughs> nice to socialize. Yeah, it was. You nice. know, mm-hmm. it has. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. Okay. Is that, were those all your life updates? I think so. I think so. Yeah. What about you? I cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Everyone has Paula been. Paula went short again, y'all short-haired paula's back she has been gone for a minute mm-hmm. yeah your hair i've i haven't seen it that long in a while in a while i know i cut it short it's shoulder length now and i just feel like me again mm-hmm. i don't know when okay actually i do know when i started cutting my hair short freshman year of college because i hated having to do my hair mm-hmm. i'm someone who my hair will either make or break my day and my attitude. If my hair doesn't feel good or look good, I will feel so fucking ugly. <laughs> Do you know like so how some people are like, no, my eyelashes have to be fabulous or my eyebrows have to be perfect. Otherwise, I feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. That is how I am with my hair. Yeah. So imagine having the kinkiest hair and having it be like three feet long and never going right for two years straight Mm -hmm. that's probably why i was always in a mood (laughs) because of your hair (laughs) yeah i mean when it's when it's done it looks so good Mm -hmm. like my long hair looks good on me not to you know to my own horn but i did i do think that i looked good with long hair Mm -hmm. but there's just something about short hair and the lack of maintenance and it still looks nice like i think i rock short hair not yeah, I lie. think it it it's your look, definitely. And our friends have literally even told you that too. I know, but then my my other friend group is like, "Oh, we love the long hair," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, I just don't." Well, to that's the to. thing with hair, guys. It, it grows. grows back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. But I I do think there's some power in short hair. When you cut your hair short, I thought you looked great. Yeah, everyone was like freaking out. And then, to be honest, for me, it's weird because I find my short hair harder to manage really it doesn't curl like it does your long hair because my hair is naturally more curly than paula's so when my hair was short it would it only really looked good when i would blow it out yeah and my hair i loved my hair long because it was low maintenance because 
my natural hair is curly and wavy so it weighed it down so i didn't have to do anything to it mm. so when it was shorter it, i just looked like a fluff ball it just would frizz up and it just yeah so i would constantly um blow it out but i mean it didn't take that long but now i'm starting to be like okay i'm getting tired of blowing my hair out because it looks ugly all frizzy and short so yeah, yeah. i think you look i do have to say i think your short hair looks better on you but it's because i like when you blow out your hair mm-hmm. but you lose yourself when you don't have curls like you are known for your curly hair yeah i feel like i look really different when i have my wavy hair and when i have my straight hair my blowed out hair your blowed out hair only looks good when it's short and i think it's getting to a medium length now where it's like what yeah are you gonna it's, do? it's getting it's getting too much for me honestly <laughs> and i and the thing is i just i'm getting tired of blowing it out and i i like when my hair is straight and blown out because but you do it's it not all, it's not all over my face it's mm-hmm. it doesn't frizz and it's not you know it's it's so low maintenance once it's blown out you know what i mean but with my curly hair i have to put hair oil in it at night to make sure in the morning it's not frizzy and then if i if i brush out my hair too much with my fingers it gets too frizzy so it's kind of like you know this is why i don't have curly hair or this is why i don't ever do my hair natural i have curly hair too guys not as curly as pia's but curly hair and i've just to me it's way 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 too much work than just spending 30 minutes to blow dry your hair Mm-hmm. you got to use the right curl products you know you gotta put you put the I've cream used, the oil it, it, but your hair is, your hair is kinkier than mine like yeah. it's it's also thicker than mine so when yeah. you put in product it, it's a bit thicker yeah and my hair feels like it's glue and that's what i hate the most mm. like i do like when my hair is curly but there's only like a two hour span of when my hair looks good curly as soon as i put the product in Mm-hmm. And then after that two hours, it looks like shit. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you. Wow, first world problems. <laughs> Hair. <laughs> but Hair. I mean, maybe that's an episode, you know? The Hair. power of hair yeah because i used to be embarrassed of my curly hair for the longest i would straighten it every single day in middle school oh yeah See, we used to get rebonds yeah oh my god that was it was like embarrassing to not have straight hair straight sleeked hair mm. you know for yeah. anyone who can relate especially all our filipinas in the filipino community let us know also if you guys are interested in us having a episode all about hair hair <laughs> <laughs> let us know on our instagram at second thoughts pod plug 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 mm-hmm. anyways i think that's really all my life updates i yeah i cut my hair oh huh jordan and i hit six years oh yeah guys there's six year anniversaries today did you like filming it or filming this episode yeah did you like um that video of you yeah that I the last slide guys if you don't follow paula on instagram you guys would have seen she posted like a happy six year post and in the last slide it's a video of them two in the hot tub and me in just the corner like what like third <laughs> wheeling hard af <laughs> I just felt as if I needed to have that video because it, d- it really describes us three. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be me and Jordan without you without just me. awkwardly loitering in the. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm always awkwardly just loitering around. No, not even awkward. <laughs> Sophia's just there. It's normal. Jordan yeah. will be coming over 
And the first thing he'll say is, where's Rocket? And then afterwards, he'll say, where's Pia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just become a thing, guys. So, yeah. yeah. But other than that, you mentioned earlier, too, that you're just also doing the same thing over and over. And I also feel that way. It's fall. And I feel as if everyone's just getting stuck in a cycle. Like, this is where it starts, where everyone's just waiting for the summer yeah again you know Mm -hmm. this is probably why people go into seasonal depression they're just stuck doing the same thing and unless what you're doing each and every day is exciting to you you fall into a rut we don't have anything going on in november nothing going on in december we were traveling so much july august september it's like you have you have i feel like you have more plans you know I know. Summertime, we can go to the beach. We can go to a, the pool parties. Um, you know, plan to just sit outside and have dinners. Yeah. But now it's like it's freezing, we and you don't want now in a while. Yeah, it has saved us wow. money. I have not gotten coffee in so long. That's why we're running out of creamer all the time. I reminds me, I need to order Nespresso pods, guys. If you guys have ever seen the Chobani coffee creamer creamer? pick it up that shit is so good the uh, the sweet cream one did you see that i bought the vanilla have you tried that one yet no not yet oh okay yeah well i i will we'll tell you guys next time if the vanilla one is good but the sweet cream is so good so bomb and the packaging so cute Mm -hmm. anyways let's get on with today's topic so this is something that a few of you have reached out to us about in the past and it's all about facing your fears and i I think we allude to this in a few episodes in the past, like confidence and just self-improvement because all of those things are kind of fueled from fear. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this might be recapping a little bit of that, but also I'd love for us to unpack our actual fears. I don't think we've ever explicitly talked about them yeah Yeah. so a lot of people say that love is the most powerful emotion in the world and i don't know if that's a romanticized view like you know like they're like love cures all Mm -hmm. but high key i think fear is the most provoking emotion i think fear is something that stops us from pursuing a lot of our dreams and aspirations Mm -hmm. right it's the even fear of falling in love right and also just everything in your life with your traumas and just growing up, everything you experience and things that you learn from, there was a point where you were afraid of it before mm-hmm. you actually learned to control it or you learned to, you know, you learn that this thing maybe isn't so scary or yeah. whatever. I think fear is something you're going to constantly feel. And it's not something that we need to exactly, I don't want to use the word fear, yeah <laughs> don't fear fear y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's ju- it's not something that we should be afraid of lol <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm having i'm having like late night brain <laughs> <laughs> you guys get what we're trying to say yeah 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 right it's mm-hmm. so common it's innate for us to have fears so let's talk about it i think that's the point right Mm -hmm. to face your fears by acknowledging them 
and making sure that they don't consume you. And there's some comfort in knowing that you are not alone in your fears. Yeah. So there's fears that are psychological, which is kind of like having a phobia of things like, you know, fear of flying, fear of snakes, fear, fear, just the thought in your head, you know? Yeah. Phobias of things. And for me, like, you know, being scared of heights is a, is a phobia. Um, are you really? Yes. You know that with roller coasters and stuff. You ride them still. Yeah, but I'm still afraid. I'm going to fall wow, and okay. die. Interesting. Interesting. Hot take. Yeah. And then I think there's like physical fears. And I don't know if psychological or physical are the right terms here, but just trying to separate the different types of fears. Mm-hmm. There's the fears that are in your head. Yeah. And then there are fears of actual things happening to like, you. Yeah. Like death. Kind of like fear of the future. Mm-hmm low-key yeah that makes sense i don't know if we're making sense but we're just trying to differentiate the different types of hubs Mm -hmm, i would say that people because there are there are fears of that are just in your head right fears of not of someone not liking you fears of abandonment you Mm -hmm. know those are kind of psychological things that are inflicted upon you based on i don't know your head Mm -hmm. right yeah so what are our personal fears what are yours, Paula? Um, so I was thinking about this and there was a lot. <laughs> but you know me, so you tell me if this is kind of spot on. Mm-hmm. My biggest fears are failure. Yep. Anything happening to my family. Mm-hmm. And then this is a bit controversial and I don't know how to best articulate this, but I'm kind of afraid of the future because I always think worst case scenario is going to happen. You're like worrying about it. Yeah. That's why in our last episode, I would love to know everything that's going to happen in my entire life, even though I wouldn't be able to change anything about it. Mm, Okay. Okay. Actually, it's not even fear of the future. It's fear of not knowing fear of the unknown. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As someone who's type A has everything organized. Under control. Yeah. You can't really control Not having control mm-hmm. is a big fear of mine. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that, honestly, that speaks volumes about who I am. <laughs> <laughs> like that explains everything. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, so going off, I guess, in a different direction. I guess it's the same as fear of failure. But for me, it's like going broke. like not having enough money to financially sustain myself and my family Mm -hmm. um i think our parents really instilled that in our brains like find a job that's financially stable Mm -hmm. you know you need to have money because if you don't have money how are you going to pursue your dreams or your passions you know um so yeah that is ingrained in my brain not to go broke (laughs) um fear of rejection not just anything in particular i just feel like I take rejection in just like my work life and just that's also why I don't really like confrontation that much because I'm scared of being rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, family members dying, obviously kind of inevitable, but that is a fear. Mm-hmm. And then getting kidnapped. I am so afraid. <laughs> okay, guys. So for me, I'm, you know how there's like scary movies, there's paranormal stuff and then there's kidnapped kidnapping murder type stuff right yeah it's more realistic 
I am more afraid of watching movies that involve being kidnapped and murdered, more realistic things than I am of paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I'm so afraid of, because it's really realistic. You could really get kidnapped and no one can ever find you. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm so afraid of that. (laughs) I'm so scared of that. How often do you think about that? Anytime I'm walking by myself. This is, this is, so this is weird, right? Because I knew that we were going to ask ourselves what our personal fears were. And when you mention it, yeah, I'm scared of that too. But I wouldn't have never put that on my list. Yeah, it's like things that everyone's scared of. Okay, yeah, you think about it. Oh, yeah, that, that is something I would be afraid of. But mm-hmm. there are certain degrees to the fear. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah. I think I also went to college at Temple. So mm-hmm. I was risking my life out there. Yeah. Also, it's that joke that you always say, like, it's God's way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get kidnapped, I get kidnapped. No, it's literally, <laughs> that's that's the thing, too, is I always I always joke around to, like, my family and my friends, like, you know, if, if we were to die tomorrow or if this were to happen to us, you know, that's God's plan. I always say that's God's <laughs> plan, guys. And it's a, it's a way, it, it's a joke, obviously, like, to be lighthearted, but it is sort of soothing when i tell yeah, that to myself and to mechanism. my friends yeah and like w- just exactly as my dad when he left for the philippines he's giving us this talk like oh if i die out there leave us leave me out there you know and paula's sitting there crying and like freaking out and i'm i'm getting anxious but i'm saying guys you know it's god's plan you know <laughs> whatever happens happens and we're just like laughing about it but it is kind of i don't know soothing to think about yeah i don't know I- I'm just going back to how we split up physical and psychological fears. And part of me is also thinking there's realistic fears mm-hmm. and unrealistic fears. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even know if it's fair to say a fear is unrealistic because some of these things are, all these fears have the opportunity to actually happen. Mm-hmm. They, They're they fears act, for a reason. They can actually manifest. Yeah. But there are some things that are so out of our control that I think would fall under the unrealistic category. Mm -hmm. For example, my fear of the unknown. I am never going to know everything. That is so unrealistic for Mm -hmm. me to fear that. And that's something that I can't actually ever change. change. You can never actually can. I can never like, what's the word? I can never overcome it. Because mm-hmm. it's not a tangible thing that I can overcome mm-hmm. versus those phobias of spiders or fear of flying. You can actually overcome those. It's it's like, um, what is that type of, it's some type of psychological thing where if you co- constantly put yourself through it, you're not going to be scared anymore. It's just, it's hypnosis. It's how, it's how confidence <laughs> works. Habits. How, yeah confidence is about um training your mind training your mind and it's about the habits that you do constantly that you know you start to be confident of the outcome something that i'm curious to hear is what our fears have done to you or to one another mm-hmm. because i do think going back to my original point Fear is a very powerful emotion that brings out some pretty crazy actions from people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something that comes to mind is an, an example, not to 
you know, be specific or anything, but there are people who are uh, afraid of being alone or rejected. Mm -hmm. And so they go out of their way to be the center of attention or I don't know. I, I guess that fear drives them to be mean or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it brings out behaviors that, normally wouldn't appear if you weren't fearful of something if that makes sense yeah like for instance if you're in a relationship and you have fear of abandonment you know you cling to somebody and you are afraid of letting them go and then you're so afraid of being alone and by yourself that you will do everything in your power to keep that person with you or Mm -hmm. just you know and it can turn into toxic relationships it can turn into jealousy it can turn into doubt insecurity anger just all those things that manifest when you are too scared to to really look deep into why are you so afraid of those things when you look up the definition of fear it literally says an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger real or imagined those are the two those were the two things real Real or or imagined imagined. (laughs) we got there eventually guys and when i think about what happens when i come face to face with my fears the first thing that comes to mind is anxiety Mm -hmm. i instantly feel fear dread and uneasiness you know and that's that's just an emotional thing too Mm -hmm. that people like actually scream when they're scared Mm -hmm. like horror houses (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah yeah I mean, for me, when how I react to my fears is just I really internalize them. And I really. Yeah. If I'm if I'm really scared about something, I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot in my head over mm. and over and over and over again, trying to think of a solution. Maybe it's just a way of how I also cope with a fear. No, that makes sense. Like how I cope with a fear is and how I would try to get over a fear and is about the confidence of knowing what the outcome is going to be like. So, for instance, if you are someone who is afraid of, this is a dumb uh, analogy, but bear with me. If you are someone who is so scared that if every time you cross the street, you were going to get hit by a car. (laughs) If you constantly, I guess, train your mind and train yourself to continue to cross the street over and over again and after every time you cross the street you don't get hit by a car right Mm -hmm. that outcome you start being more confident in that outcome so that fear becomes less and less yeah it's you're training your mind Mm -hmm. to realize that there is nothing to fear Mm -hmm. i guess it's all about being rational with your fears because i feel like fears are also very i don't know how to say this What's that other word for impulsive? It's just like, it's a quick thing that happens and then you have to be rational about it to bring down that fear. I know exactly what word you're thinking about, but I don't know what the word is. I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but that is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're very articulate this episode, guys. I have to agree with you. I think looking back at my fears and what I've, outlined right the fear of failure and the fear of people passing i think when i face those fears or when those fears are more prominent in my thoughts that day or something 
the only way that I kind of beat those fears and not even beating them because they come back, right? But mm-hmm. the way I can tame those fears at the time is to remind myself, kind of kind of like affirmations to remind myself that I'm not a failure mm-hmm. or that it's okay to fail. I guess it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but just affirming that my feelings are valid and that my mm-hmm. fear is primarily in my head, which for the most part, all of our fears are in our head. Yeah. I think the most dangerous kinds of fears are those uh, mental ones. Oh yeah, not for like sure. Not even those physical ones, mm-hmm. right? Like you can kill a fucking spider, but how do you ever really, really beat the fear of failure Mm -hmm. right because you're fighting yourself yeah which is really which is really hard and i think one of the best ways to get on the path of uh recovery (laughs) Mm -hmm. is to acknowledge that i am fearful of failure and i acknowledge that and i'm working towards that Mm -hmm. and i will never be perfect but i can at least try to tame those fears so that it doesn't consume me and I no longer keep having this anxious feeling that I'm always one step away from failure yeah it's just like where the saying goes why do you think people say face your fears face your fears and do it anyway because a lot of the times the fears and the things that we're afraid of are it's just all a mental game it's just us being afraid of rejection we say oh i'm too scared to start a business that fear is not really you being afraid to start a business it's you being afraid of failure of rejection of not being good enough it's Mm -hmm. those are the fears that are actually not really tangible and things that you can work to overcome yeah and there's not a real answer there's not a tangible answer to changing your feelings other than you know, actually doing it, succeeding, and then knowing that, okay, I didn't fail, so I, I overcame that fear. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's still it's still a fear of failure that's driving you to feel this way. Yeah. And we asked you guys on Second Thoughts Pod Instagram, which, by the way, if you guys aren't following us on there, what are you doing? <laughs> we asked you guys a lot of different questions that we feature on the podcast. Like, for instance, we asked you guys, what are your biggest fears? And we wanted to talk about them. Yeah, I thought this would just be interesting to put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that when you guys participate in this exercise, you were able to acknowledge your fear and you did something about it that day. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me... When I was thinking through this, I was like, okay, I realize that I'm afraid of this and I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so we tricked you guys into following us with this exercise, but I wanted to read some of the things that you guys said. And a lot of these things I would have to agree with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel some type of comfort knowing that you're not alone and that a lot of people face the same fears as you because a lot of these things are normal mm-hmm. to fear, mm-hmm. right? They're ingrained in us as humans to fear X, Y, and Z because of X, Y, and Z. And I, I, I'm saying X, Y, and Z because I didn't want to like just jump in and say what we were going to say, but let's, let's, jun- let's jump into it. Um, so someone said they fear rejection. 
being cheated on, disappointing my parents, putting so much effort and time into my career and people just for it to be worth nothing, disappointing others, getting old too fast, failing grad school, being forced to comment on Atapia's sponsorship video. <laughs> that was our little brother and he's a troll. <laughs> um, that I might not be good enough for anybody. That nobody loves me for the person I am. Losing my parents. Not achieving my full potential. Not finding the one. The ocean slash dark bodies of water. My parents not being there for me when I finally make them proud. Rats. <laughs> being broke. Dying. Abandonment. And not being able to get pregnant. So there's some deep stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And, th- and all of these fears, you don't, re- some of them, some of them for to each their own, obviously. You might be thinking about every day or just more often than others. Some of these I never would have thought about mm-hmm. until that moment. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is something that I would be afraid of. Yeah. I think we all have different, not to say priorities, because whoever, who the fuck prioritizes fears, right? Mm-hmm. But degrees we, of of fearfulness there, yeah there's just different focuses you know mm-hmm. there there's some people who for us we're very career driven right now mm-hmm. we are in the midst and at the peak of our careers and so it's natural for the fear of failure to be the most prominent thing in our lives right now mm-hmm. but seven years down the road when we're trying to have kids that fear of not being able to get pregnant might be a thing for us. That might be top of mind mm-hmm. seven years from now. Yeah. So also something to consider too is your environment changes what you fear. Yeah. Right. Imagine if we were a Kardashian. We would never have to fear being, <laughs> being broke. broke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, yeah. The situation that you're in also impacts the magnitude of what you fear. Mm-hmm. that the fear of never going broke i think that's something and i'm just using this as an example that's something that's always going to be there for everyone because who actually wants to be poor and broke mm-hmm. right but people like kylie and kendall jenner don't have to fear that at all because they have so much money that that's not even a th- second thought in their head exactly mm-hmm. but for us you know, middle-class people who our parents taught us the value of money and to be not frugal, but smart. Yes. We're always thinking of what if, Mm -hmm. you know, people like us who have seen poverty firsthand in the Philippines. And I mean, even in just in Philly, there's so many homeless people here. We know what that physical representation of going broke can be. And obviously we're fearful of it because we see that every day, and we were brought up kind of fearing it. Mm-hmm. But other people are not. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do genuinely agree that environment definitely brings that out from everyone. And and also with age as well. Mm-hmm. As you learn to experience things, you know, it's, it's funny because our younger brothers or just younger peers in general, they would ask older siblings or something about advice or just, like, oh, I'm afraid to do this. And it's it comes with age as well. You experience things mm-hmm. that you you overcome and you can kind of um i guess give them advice and let them know that it's okay it was something that you feared when you were younger but you know facing your fears also comes with experience and 
as you grow older, you kind of learn to overcome certain things and you can teach other people as well. I genuinely miss being young because I believe when we were younger, we didn't fear as much Mm -hmm. because we live in this bubble. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. When we were in middle school or high school, the only thing we really feared was getting a fucking F on a test. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, if this boy is going to like us or our first kiss. Yeah. And it was so trivial at the time. Like those were our fears, our fears of our parents catching us doing something we shouldn't be doing, Mm -hmm. you know. And now our fears are so magnified i guess Mm -hmm. or at least they seem magnified now because there are present day fears Mm -hmm. but i i genuinely miss that kind of blissful ignorance you know the real world is really fucking scary yeah and i don't know if if it's just me finally realizing that growing up is a scam (laughs) (laughs) it is but i mean there. I don't know. I just, I want to wrap our brothers into that bubble so they never have to really fear. Yeah. Adulthood. You know, we had their life. We had that safety net of our parents. Mm-hmm. We never really had to fear going broke because our parents were working. But now that we fund ourselves, mm-hmm. now we're more conscious of our The things we money. spend money on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we could lose it any moment. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah um something that i feel like we've mentioned a few times as well is just that we shouldn't let our fears stop us from doing what it is that we want to do and i think that's very obvious in just our podcast in general you know you guys know sophia and i are very just do it gals nike you know Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a huge benefit in acknowledging your fears and there's also a huge benefit in actually doing something about it to help yourself kind of like self-reflection and then taking the actions to do do something about it because Mm -hmm. for me a fear that is just there will always be there and you can either let it sit there laughing at you pointing at you nagging at you or you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. You can learn to overcome it. Exactly. Because again, like we mentioned earlier, fears, majority of the time, the fears that you have are all mental. Could be a fear of not feeling good enough. It could mm-hmm. be a self-esteem issue. And that's kind of like how we went back to our um, best self episode mm-hmm. where we talked about self-reflection. Everything is about self-reflection. What are what are the deep rooted reasons for these fears? Because those are something that you can actually work on. Yeah. Some things to think about or some tips that I have for you guys when, you know, going face to face with your fears. And this might sound silly, um, but honestly, it's helped me. And I know that it's helped Pia is just evaluate the risks. It's that it's that thing you mentioned earlier, right? When you have a fear you just sit there and think in your head all the different scenarios that could happen. Mm-hmm. Evaluate the risks, right? And then create a plan. Figure out what you're going to do. Sometimes the act of doing something will help you face your fear. Um, and, and something else too is that you don't have to face your fears alone. And that's something that 
I feel like we forget oftentimes. Mm-hmm. You can ask people. And, and that thing that we just did, you know, we read out all of your fears that you guys shared with us. You are not alone. We all felt that. There are other people who feel that too and who may be able to give you some insight and some guidance on how they combat their fears. Mm-hmm. Right. So remember that you're not alone and that you can seek help and that you can ask for refuge or, or guidance or just support from other people because you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And is, I mean, yeah, for even taking that example of just all the things that you guys have asked us, me and Paula can completely relate to almost all of the things that you guys have told us. And something to also think about is to, whenever you have these fears, is you don't have to sit and dwell on them negatively. You can think about them more in a positive light, right? If you are fearful of something, you can you don't have to be like, oh, I'm so afraid, blah, blah, blah. You can think, okay, this is something that I'm afraid of. This is good because it can puts me out of my comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. it, it puts me out there. It gives me more opportunity to see if this is something that I want to pursue, you know? Yeah. Just like you can flip the switch a little bit, flip your narrative to not make everything so fearful. So dark. Yeah. Um, and my personal favorite and something that is my go-to is using humor as a way to combat fear. Just belittling it, (laughs) you know? Especially because a lot of the times it's so psychological, it's so um, mentally rooted in your head that it's kind of laughable. Mm -hmm. I'm literally terrified of failure. And it's not something that I can touch. Mm -hmm. You know? Like for, yeah, and just for like fear of dying how i say how i make a joke to everyone like guys if i die that's god's plan like i try to make it lighthearted, think optimistically about it and just kind of like use it as a way to combat that fear and rationalize it a little bit i'm i'm not sure if it's the best method but it works but it works (laughs) it it literally works so before we end this episode i did want to talk about some of the things that we have accomplished that other people might be afraid to do. And I'm only doing this, you know, not to brag, but to show other people that you can do it. You can overcome these fears. Yeah. Um, so for me, my two examples are I quit my job. And I don't know if this is something that you can relate to, Pia, but everyone that I've talked to who are my age and hate their fucking jobs are so scared to quit because they're afraid of, what happens next mm-hmm. they're afraid of not being able to find something they're afraid they're going to hate their next job mm-hmm. i quit my job after a year of hating it and i'm okay i'm happier now i have work-life balance yeah i thought it was the end of the world when i quit my job <laughs> i remember that another thing i've done is that i've gone skydiving and some people She's are still alive of, <laughs> yeah you know the parachute lifted and i'm okay and i got some cool photos yeah for me um not finding a job (laughs) (laughs) my parents are so we're so fearful they're like what are you doing because i technically was not interested in the typical nine to five corporate America type job. I was always interested in pursuing my passions. And that is something I feel like a lot of people are afraid of 
is to pursue things that they really enjoy. And obviously, there are technicalities to things. I mean, I kept working a normal job to kind of invest into good camera equipment for my passions and stuff. But there are obviously Mm -hmm. things that you need to iron out. But that is something that I felt like was very risky of me Mm -hmm. is to put a lot of my time and effort and put and really just trust myself and and take the risk of pursuing this passion and not going for the typical stable job that my parents really wish that I had and was very afraid <laughs> that I, they're like, you're not going to make any money doing whatever this is. <laughs> and I stuck to it. And it was something that I, still, that was something that I was very doubtful about, but I yeah. continued to push forward. And, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm at a really good position and point in my life right now but it was scary and it's still scary because it's not something that's stable every single day you know i make a different amount of money every month so you took the low you you took the road less traveled Mm -hmm. and you came out all right yeah so anyone who wants to start a youtube channel or tiktok just do it just do it (laughs) the only person you'll disappoint is yourself if you don't do it yeah truthfully Mm -hmm. so to conclude our episode we just wanted to kind of give you guys our key takeaways you know fear never goes away it's something that's inevitable everyone has it and it's something it's it's worth saying that everyone has had your fears at Mm -hmm. one point in their life um but you learn to manage it you learn to overcome it and don't allow your fears to give you regrets either. Yeah. Don't let it stop you from, from pursuing from pursuing mm-hmm. something. Um, and something that I also wanted to point out is that a lot of people see fear as a weakness, but change your mindset and, and change your narrative, right? Fear can also be a very strong motivator mm-hmm. and something that you can use to drive you to success and to be accomplished, right? I keep going back to this fear of failure just because it's so deeply rooted into my my uh, high-functioning anxiety. But because of my fear of failure, it pushes me to be hardworking, ambitious, and driven. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that's a good thing, yeah. right? I think where it becomes a bad thing is when I let it affect me negatively. So change the narrative and allow your fears to fuel you in a positive way. Yeah. Okay. I hope this episode was helpful. I know a lot of you guys were requesting us to talk about it. And it's something that I definitely enjoy talking about because it's something that I I deal with every day on a daily basis. There's so many things that I fear in my life. And it's a good reminder for myself and Paula that it's okay to be fearful. It's it's nice to verbalize Verbal, yeah. our fears mm-hmm. and talk through it because it makes it less daunting. I think yeah. in our head, it seems a lot bigger than it really is. Than it really is. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to someone about it and you bring it to light, you start realizing that it's not 
as deep as it really is. So let's get on to our thought of the day. As you guys all know, we love to incorporate you guys in our episodes. So if you want to leave a message with us asking us about advice or something that you guys want to react to, or even if you just want to tell us about your day, please leave us a voicemail at 609-808-2185, or you can send us an email at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com. So let's listen to today's thought of the day. Hi, ladies. I really like what you guys are doing with the podcast. And I listened to last week's episode about self-reflection. And I related a lot while listening to it because I know right now I'm in a transitional phase in my life where I want to level up and I want to be my own boss. The way I plan on doing that is I want to be a content creator and I want to have a basically a YouTube channel based around me renovating my apartment. And the advice I'm looking for from you guys is the way I look at it right now, I have three options. Option one is for me to keep working my construction my construction job that keeps me very tired all the time, but it is very well paid. So I keep working hard and I work even harder on the side to make a YouTube channel and grow that to be something big. Or option two is for me to work and save up enough money so that I'm financially stable so I can quit my job, and pursue my dream of being a full-time content creator. Option three is for me to quit my job now and to find part-time employment that will pay me well enough so I can meet my mortgage expectations and I'll have a lot more spare time to renovate my apartment and edit videos. Um, Would love to hear back from you guys. Thank you so much. Love the pod. Sorry for rambling. Wow, I love that you had all these plans. If that's literally the it's the, literally <laughs> our plan. You evaluate the risks, create a plan, seek help. We are the help. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, one kudos to you, first mm-hmm. of all, for realizing that you have a passion for creating content. This is what you want to do. Because not a lot of people, know, one, know what they want to do, and two, have the guts to actually say it and pursue it. So very proud of you, and I just wanted to give you um, a boost of encouragement there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so obviously when we give you advice, if it doesn't go right, don't come for us. <laughs> but I would have to say I really relate to option number three, which is working a part-time job. I mean, because that's what I did. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I did. I I wasn't even in the position where I had a full time job anyway. I was a full time student. So I put a lot of my energy into that. But I did have a part time job to kind of, um, you know, fuel the revenue for my passions on the side, which was, you know, creating content for YouTube and being able to purchase new equipment and just kind of like investing in my brand or my company in general. Um So for me, when I was out of college, I kind of took the risk of not finding a full-time job. And when I did that, I definitely was not financially stable. (laughs) I definitely was not, um, I definitely did not have the the money to move out and be in my own place that I am now. But again, that was the risk I took for myself. And 
I continued to work my part-time job even mm-hmm. in the summer. I continued to pick up shifts so that I was making some sort of income at least. But I was putting a lot of my effort into the passions and the stuff that I actually enjoyed doing because my mindset was I can only, this is the best time for me to pursue this. Right out of college, I it, it, we were in quarantine, so everyone was at home. This gave me more of like a grace period, I guess, to work on it. So it really depended on my environment and the 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 time that i was given yeah i think that's good advice i mean you are literally the example (laughs) right um some food for thought i recently just came across a tiktok of a girl who said reminder you can still have a nine to five job and be a successful content creator I have realized that I don't I don't know if you feel this way too but it's it's one way or the highway. You mm-hmm. can if if you want to be a content creator that's all you can do. And I don't know if that's just the era or the stigma that we're in, but you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket for you to be a successful content creator if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think whatever direction you go in will be what's best for you depending on who you are and i know that's a little vague but given that we don't know you (laughs) and we don't have the full context right i know that you will choose what's best for you so if you know that you will not be able to function unless you put your 110 percent into this then maybe the the i don't know which option it was but the option of you quitting your job and putting in all your time and energy into content creation will be the best route for you because that'll give you the highest return on investment lol roi (laughs) but if you are someone who needs stability and your work ethic is top notch right option one which is the one that's you know continue working your job while doing this on the side is still a possibility Mm -hmm. i think whatever whatever is best for your mental state because some people can be fine knowing that you know they they don't have that much money in the bank but they're they're they work better knowing that they can put their 100 percent into something mm-hmm. and there are some people that work better knowing that they have more of a cushion yeah they have a backup plan mm-hmm. so i think that is our question for you if we had the opportunity to actually talk to you how would you react to each scenario? Mm -hmm. And I think that'll help you fuel or choose an answer. Yeah. Um, Objectively, if I were you, but I had my mentality, I would probably do the hardest thing and make it work while also having another job until I felt better. But but that's because I prioritize stability Mm -hmm. and security. Versus Pia, when she was saying her answer to me in in my head, she wasn't as fearful of the risks. She didn't really care much about security at that time. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. Right. Like I value it's it's clear that I valued security more just in the way we answered Mm -hmm. and by our personalities. So, yeah, just figure out what is it that you value and what is it that's going to because, you know, when you are creating content from content creator to content creator, you are your best when you are mentally happy and when you're fully mm-hmm. 
invested in yourself before you invest in other things. So you're not going to want to create content that's not, you know, authentic. Good, authentic and just like good for you and your audience if you're not actually happy. happy. So If you're stressed doing it, is it going to be good? Exactly. What is going to appease your stress most? Mm-hmm. Having an extra cushion or having more time? Yeah. And I think that'll help your answer. Sophia wanted more time. I wanted more security. Yeah, so I hope that was helpful and gave you a little bit of insight from two different perspectives. Um, Again, guys, if you guys want to be featured in a thought of the day, it doesn't have to be through voicemail either. You guys can email us, Um, but you guys can call us at 609-808-2185 to leave us a voicemail again or just email us at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com to be featured in next week's thought of the day. Thank you, guys. We love you, and we are so, so thankful that we get to do this every week and that you guys are actually listening to us. Yeah, and asking us very thought-provoking questions. We're very grateful. You know, we're we're just two gals, and, and I just want to leave the reminder that we're just two, two 24, 23-year-olds living life, figuring it out as we go, and honestly, making shit up. That works for us. Yeah. (laughs) And I hope that it resonates with you guys as well. Um, But like we said, we are here always for the unsolicited advice, just sharing our thoughts and emotions in hopes that you guys can relate to it too and find comfort in our experiences. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.